Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Antihero Podcast. I know it's been a while since the last one. Well, really, it was the first one. And um, I haven't done a few things that I probably should have so far. I don't have a jingle in front of the, the cast yet. I don't have a legitimate microphone. Quite frankly, I'm using uh, Bluetooth earbuds just to record this. But I wanted to, to, uh, to share this with you guys. Those of you that know my favorite movie, which is, and I still think it's number one on my list, is The Matrix. And there is a, um, a website, that uh, a wiki website, matrix.fandom.com. And if you just kind of just put in Matrix Wiki, it'll most likely pop up. They do such a great job, guys. They do such a great job of breaking down some of these concepts. So earlier this week, um, the Matrix movie came on TV, and you know I'm working, but yet I I heard it I heard it was on, so I I took a look at it. And I'm like, oh man, this is great. That's when you know a movie is your is one of your favorites when you know you've seen it a million times and you're okay with sitting down and watching it again. So this one wasn't the first one. I think my favorite, my most favorite is if I had to choose from the trilogy, the first. But obviously, all three just work together. And I think the second. Um, the second one is the one that came on. And it got me thinking, as I'm looking at Zion, it got me thinking, is Zion real? Now, you know, I've, I've done the, the, the work of just researching all of the theories and trying to understand the director's perspectives and all of that before. But quite frankly, my memory is a sieve. There are only particular things that I really remember very well. Other things just kind of fall through the cracks. And so I'm trying to remember, is Zion real or is that just another control? And to put it, to put it uh, simply, uh, in, in simplest terms, Zion is real, but it also is a form of control for um, the machine city, for, for the machine world. And so anyway, this wiki site does a great job breaking down a few things. So I'm just going to read what they say. I don't know if that's like audible plagiarism. I hope it's not. So I'm just going to go ahead and, and read what a prime program is. Now, I looked up Zion and then looking up their, their Zion explanation, it took me through everything else, through you know the path of the one and... It, uh, terminology that was actually said in the movie that I really didn't pay attention to even up until now, but actually reading it, I'm like, wow, they really go into specific detail. You know how there are theories that they bring in different terminologies that, that the, the movie doesn't explain? No, it, these things are in the actual movie. And so they do a great job. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to start with the prime program. What is that? What does it mean? And then we're probably going to do a few, you know, work our way backwards and look at what, uh, you know, look at Zion and look at the Oracle and look at the source. And, you know, perhaps we can, you know, just, just explore the matrix together over these next few episodes, or maybe not, you know, maybe after this one, we're like, okay, that's it. You know, go ahead and look at the site and uh, explore on your own. But let's go ahead and take a look at this. So this particular one deals in depth with what the prime program is. So they start off with a quote from the architect. And those of you that know the architect, the way that he, he speaks is, it reminds me of uh, Frasier from, uh, Frasier Crane from the show Frasier, right? Especially his uh, his brother too, Niles Crane. And, you know, they just have this, um, this, this uh, loquacious, 
pretentious, grandiose way of speaking. <laughs> you know, uh, you know. I think that's the first time I've ever heard the word when I, when I saw the Matrix for the first time, and maybe even the fourth because I didn't understand anything that he was saying in the first when he uses the word apropos, and I'm like, what on earth, apropos? You know, why didn't he just, you know, why didn't he just make it simple? You know, anyway. So let's go ahead. They start off with a quote from the architect. Oh, and the architect also reminds me of Sigmund Freud, but that's interesting because I think Frazier is kind of like an archetype of Sigmund Freud in uh, the the Frazier show as well. So that's very interesting too. Okay. All right. All right. For real now, let's get back and let's get into this. So we're dealing with the prime program. It starts off with a quote from the architect. The architect says, the function of the one is now to return to the source, allowing a temporary dissemination of the code you carry, reinserting the prime program. After which, you will be allowed to select from the matrix 23 individuals, 16 female, 7 male, to rebuild Zion. Failure to comply with this process will result in a cataclysmic system crash, killing everybody connected to the matrix, which, coupled with the extermination of Zion, will ultimately result in the extinction of the entire human race. Now, reading it, it just sounds so much more simple. But when he says it, oh my goodness, it sounds like a, a, a some scientific anomaly that <laughs> anomaly, uh, you know, that that I'm just like, what is he talking about? Okay, so this is what the prime program is. The prime program is the title which the architect gave to the path quote of the one unquote. Okay, uh, it's a process by which the one returns to the source to allow the special code he is carrying to be disseminated in order to spe- uh, to stabilize the matrix. In reference to computer programming, a prime program is a subprogram within a larger program referred to as a proper program. In this case, the matrix is the proper program, all right? That's the large program, while the path of the one is a subprogram or the prime program within the matrix. So a prime program is a subroutine that has a single entry point and a single exit point with any number of decision nodes along the way. This program was created in order to guide the one to the source, which is the exit point for the path of the one. All right, stick with me here. This was confirmed by the Oracle who stated that the path of the one ends at the source. All right, now that makes sense. I remember they were outside sitting on the, sitting on the bench. I believe this was in the second matrix. Because reaching the source is the exit point for the prime program, the one must reinsert it into the programming of the matrix in order to start the cycle over again. So upon re-entering or upon reinserting the path of the one into the matrix, The entry point, which is the first decision which the one must make, is to choose 23 individuals to rebuild Zion. Eventually, the one will die. The oracle prophesies his return to the inhabitants of Zion. And many years later, the next one, capital one, um, arises in order to complete the path of the one and repeat the cycle, which is interesting. Y'all remember when... um, when uh, Morpheus uh, is standing in uh, on the, I guess it's, it's like the prayer mountain or, you know, there's the mountain where they, they, they speak and he's like for 100 years. And he, he's been repeating like the motif of the 100 years. I've been waiting for this prophecy and, you know, and now it's, it's about to be fulfilled. This is what they're talking about. So they're in this iteration again, guys. I thought the ar- architect was lying like the first couple of times I saw it, but it's actually true. Um, and I guess we're going to, hopefully they, they get into it in, in this one. If they don't, then um, we'll just have to find, you know, 
find the other wiki that that does it. But uh, but yeah, they do such a thorough job. Okay, let's get back. So it says the path of the one is a necessary subprogram to ensure that the one will act according to the architect's wishes. It is one of the control measures created with the help of the oracle who understands the human psyche. And he, I think he also explains that too in his in his um in his monologue, his soliloquy to 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 Neo. So so listen, the entry, right? Remember there's one entry point, one exit point. The entry point is when he opens the door, it's a white light, and then he has to make the decision. That's the entry point. All right. The exit point is when he now has to choose the 23 female, seven male, and then he is disseminated into the into the source. He dies. And I'm going to assume that that also means that as a human being in the matrix, he dies as well. I mean, that only makes sense. Right. So um, let's let's continue here because this is going to get very interesting. So the path of the one is a necessary sub program to ensure that the one will act according to the architect's wishes. It is one of the control measures created with the help of the oracle who understands the human psyche. The path of the one is designed to create within the one a messiah complex, right? So the one is granted special powers by virtue of his connection to the source in order to make his role as a messiah believable. All right, so this isn't just like him jumping, you know, over over rooftops and and and, and stopping bullets. I, I think that um uh, uh, I think if, if my memory serves me correctly, you know, there's some things that Morpheus can do at first that he can't, um, but maybe the stopping bullets is one of them, but there are things that, uh, that he does in the real world, right? Where he's like, I can feel them, right? I can, I can feel the, the sentinels in the real world. And then he was able to just like reach out his hand and, you know, electrify them with his own kind of human, uh, EMP kind of charge that, that exists his body. You guys remember that? I think that's also in the second one too. Um, and so anyway, I think that's what it says when the, the one is granted special powers by virtue of his connection to the source. So he's connected, not just in the matrix, but he's also connected in the real world. Has to be, right? That's, I think, why he feels them in the real world. I think it's the same way how Agent Smith um, is unplugged. And he is able to kind of connect himself to the real world through um, uh, ah, what's the what's the guy's name that they use? Was it Bane? I think or uh, whatever the guy was um, who he he um, he he copied himself onto and then kind of went through uh, uh, answered the phone call to get back into the real world. Um, okay, excuse me, guys, my uh, my allergies are kind of kicking up here, so you're gonna kind of hear this. You know, I don't have the, the proper mic system and all of that yet, and I'm not editing this either. So you're just going to have to bear with my, my sniffles for a little bit. So, okay, let's, let's finish this because this is really good stuff. Each decision node along the path of the one is designed to create a sense of attachment between the one and humanity. That is so key. See, believing himself to be the savior of mankind, the one will take the necessary, the necessary steps to ensure that humanity continues, albeit in an enslaved state. So this process was subverted in the case of Neo, whose attachment to Trinity was stronger than his attachment to humanity. This love for Trinity was strong enough that he was willing to sacrifice humanity in order that he might save her. So that's interesting. So, so they, I, I think they break it down here further. But so, so get, having having this Messiah complex does a few things, and one of the things that it does is, it, in a sense, uh, primes. <laughs> go figure. Primes Neo to want to choose the door where he's going to uh, um, pretty much save humanity but kill himself, 
versus the door where he's going to re-enter the matrix because those are two paths, right? And it, it's similar to Agent Smith. Agent Smith had those two paths as well. I think it um, uh, at some point probably it was time for him to be updated, upgraded, or whatever. And that's the same thing, right? They have to choose the door to deletion. Or actually, I don't even think it's a choice, but really, uh, there's a there's a choice to an extent of deletion or to go back into the matrix. And Agent Smith goes back into the matrix and then copies himself like a uh, like a virus. Okay, so Neo though he walks through the door, he's like, no, no, humanity is they're they're good. <laughs> I I want Trinity. I want Bay. Let me go ahead and go get my bull. Um, so the path of the one was vital because 1%, guys, okay, get this. This is the part that usually confuses a lot of us. So I want you to kind of envision this. So just pull up the site, matrix.fandom.com slash wiki slash prime underscore program and read this with me. It's the, like the fourth paragraph. The path of the one was vital because 1% of the population rejects the matrix. The programming of the matrix is not designed to handle even a single rejection. The only way for it to operate at peak efficiency is when there is 100% acceptance of, of the programming. The architect's attempts resulted in 100% rejection. Yet even though the Oracle's version of the matrix yielded nearly 99% acceptance, there was still a degree of rejection that had to be dealt with. Each rejection, referred to as an anomaly by the architect, is in the form of code within the matrix that acts somewhat like a quote-unquote bug. Over time, the number of rejections begin to build up and threatens the entire system. When this happens, the architect states that it has become a systemic anomaly. This systemic anomaly must be taken care of or else the matrix will eventually uh, crash, killing everyone who is hardwired to the matrix, right? This is key. All right. So you start off with this 1%. The 1% could be like, let's say a thousand people, right? A um, thousand people who just, they're human. They will not accept the matrix. There is a splinter in the mind, right? Um, I think they explained that too, that there's just something that's wrong. You have a feeling that this world is not real. There's a splinter in your mind. Something is not quite right. And what happens though is what they're, and they're going to explain this. This is so cool. They take that, the, the, the thousand rejections and they, and you know, because it's still code, right? They're still connected to the matrix. They take all of that and they put it, all of those rejections into one person. So it becomes a, a so, so what could become a systemic anomaly, systemic means it goes from a thousand to 5,000 to 20,000 to, you know, a million, you know, to everybody being affected. That's when the system, right, becomes the anomaly to an integral anomaly, meaning everything, all of the, the rejections of the 1,000 are integrated into one, I guess, elegant piece of code into one person who is the Messiah, in this case, the one. And so if that one manages those 1,000 rejections by going back to the source, deleting all of those rejections and rebooting the system, then all as well until the next hundred years, right? And doesn't that sound interesting? That's kind of like every hundred years we have a recession or a depression, right? And it's like the system of the of the, the finance world needs to kind of reboot itself every so often, periodically, because uh, quite frankly, the reason why it, it does this is because we just don't know how to loan and we don't know how to, to, to borrow uh, with temperance. <laughs> so what basically happens is banks lend too much, borrowers borrow too much, until the system kind of, in a sense, collapsed, and you know, then we got to start all over again. Um, it's kind of interesting, but this is a little bit different. These are people who feel as if something is not quite right. They're not accepting the matrix um, as as reality. Okay, 
So let's get back into this. The solution, here's the solution. And this is what I talked about. So, so uh, to prevent uh, the, the, the matrix from actually crashing, killing everyone, the solution is to take the systemic anomaly, attach it to the one and have the one bring it to the source where it can be destroyed. This gathering of the systemic anomaly and attaching to the one is referred to as the integral anomaly. This is the code that the one carries, which must be disseminated at the source. The one stands in proxy for all those who have rejected the matrix. By entering the architect's chamber and choosing to return to the source, the one has essentially accepted the matrix and has negated all the rejections attached to him. Wow. So uh, this brings the matrix to 100% acceptance. However, this is only temporary, right? As it is only a matter of time before someone rejects it. Therefore, the architect must quickly reload the matrix while it is still at 100% acceptance. So reloading the matrix is separate. It's a separate step from reinserting the prime program. Now remember, the prime program is, in this case, Neil. He has the prime program. They can be confused as being identical because they occur at the same time. However, in the online video game, The Matrix Online, it was confirmed that after the events of The Matrix Revolutions, that's the, the third installment, the prime program was not reinserted, even though The Matrix was reloaded. Okay, guys, let's pause. This is something that I didn't realize either, okay? So, uh, Matrix 2, right? Uh, Matrix Reloaded. The Matrix is reloaded, but remember... Um, Oh, no, 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 wait, it was Matrix 3, right? Matrix 3, Revolutions, the Matrix is reloaded, but remember, um, Neo didn't go into, Neo didn't reinsert himself into the, um, in, into, into the, uh, the, Neo as a prime program wasn't reinserted, if that makes sense. Well, it's kind of weird. I thought he was, right? Like at the end where he, you know, he gets jacked in directly into the source. You remember, guys? So technically he is reinserted, but he's not reinserted for deletion. He's reinserted for, okay, we're going to go ahead and finish this thing. Maybe they're explaining it at the end. And if not, we're going to, let's, let's just talk this thing out. But the whole point is this, a particular choice was, was not made. So remember, um, the, the, oh, oh, yeah, that's right. No, 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 that's correct. Because remember, there's one entry point and there's one exit point. The entry point is the decision to select the the, the male and the female, and then and then uh, and then disseminate. He does not enter, but he does exit. That's so weird. So so there isn't like a a, a full um, uh, the, the way that he disseminates himself is not through the entry point that's given. He does it in Neo's way, if that makes sense. So he uses his human choice to exit and to save humanity through the okay, okay, through the negotiation with the with the um, with the with the Deuce X machine. Okay, okay. So let's let's get through this because I think they they might explain this towards the end. I hope this makes sense as I'm thinking out thinking this out loud with you guys. Neo, all right. Here we go. Neo, unlike the previous ones before him, did not complete the path of the one. Okay, we're on the right path here. No pun intended. Instead of going through the door on his right in the architect's chamber, he left the path of the one and went through the door to his left. Okay, 
So now in terms of anti-hero, this is where, in a sense, he would be leaving his hero's journey and kind of deviating, detouring onto what I call the anti-hero's journey. He understands his call. He knows what he's supposed to do. At this point, he knows his purpose, right? That's what um, all heroes do. For me, the anti-hero is designed, the, the anti-hero's journey is designed for those who now have to go through another process because they rebel against their original call. Right, so we know the traditional antihero is the conventional uh, protagonist, but with unconventional tendencies. Right, so we think of Robin Hood, we think of Batman, we think of of um, of all of the other classic people that you could probably think of right now that uh, are the 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 main character. But man, they do some shady things, you know, uh, some gray things, sometimes some dark things to still accomplish a good cause, which is so weird, or to, to accomplish the purpose that they believe they have. And, and that's the traditional anti-hero. So my, I guess, urban or neo-anti-hero, so to speak, um, is a little bit different, right? It's the one that, uh, the hero that takes on his purpose, um, his skill set, his gifts, the things that he was given to fulfill his purpose, but for selfish gain. And by doing that, he now has to go through a different path so that he can understand he's going to fail, He's going to fall, but he can resurrect. He can come back around and return to the path. And I think as I'm thinking about this now, Neo becomes the antihero, right? Um, he, it, it is a selfish path, so to speak, right? Instead of saving all of humanity, I mean, quite frankly, it, it's, the, it's the classic ethics question. Do you save the one for the many or the many for the one, right? Um, and But he chooses the, the, the one he loves versus the all of humanity. And that's a whole other ethical you know, discussion that we can have for another time. But for, for all intents and purposes, it was a selfish decision, right? And with that decision, he now goes on this path. He, he, he ends up, does he fail? He doesn't fail, but he gets back to the, he ends up returning back to his own path when he gets to Machine City, all right? Um, wow. So this is kind of interesting here. So his unique, okay, so instead of going through the door on his right in the architect's chamber, he's, he left the path of the one and went through the door on his left. So he misses the entry point, guys. He does not do the entry point for the path of the one. And so uh, for the dissemination, for the reinsertion, right? He, he doesn't do that. This means that he left the path of the one and began to follow the path of Neo. And they put that in, in all caps. Um, well, not all caps, but capitalized path and Neo, right? So from the path of the one, which is a title, capital P of the one, capital O, he began to follow the path, capital P of Neo. Um, ironically, his own path still led him to becoming connected to the source where he is followed, sorry, where he followed the original directive of the path of the one anyway. And that's the thing I was getting. I was like, well, he, 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 he skips over the, he says, no, I'm not going to choose this path, but yet he still ends up there anyway. But the way that he does it is different. Neo's unique contribution to the problem of choice was to make a deal with the deuce ex machina now, or, or machina. This is interesting. Right. This Deuce X Machina is the 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 baby um, like looking face that's made up of all of these droids, right? And with this deep voice and he says, We don't need you, like that kind of a you know. Um, and that's that was in the machine. You guys remember the third one in the machine city when he actually gets there, he has to, you know, face uh, yeah, face this 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 huge not a monster, it's just machines 
made up of machines. Um, so anyway, his unique contribution to the problem of choice was to make a deal. So he negotiates with the deuce ex machina, right? The baby face machine that the programming of the matrix would now accept rejections. I'm going to read this again, guys. This is key. This is what messed me up. Neo's unique contribution to the problem of choice was to make a deal with the deuce ex machina that the programming of the matrix would now accept rejections. Those who desired to be free would be allowed to leave. This meant that when someone rejected the matrix, it was no longer an anomaly. Therefore, with no anomalies threatening the programming of the matrix, it was no longer necessary to have a one which meant that the path of the one was also no longer necessary. That is why the program was not reinserted. Because of the compromise made between man and machine, a state of peace was created. Okay, I thought that that was it. No, there's more, guys. There's more. This is deep, okay? So if so by the death of Neo, there no longer needed to be anything, uh, the, 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 the deletion, of real human beings, right? And where only seven survive, and then you know three are 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 are, are uh, seven seven female. No, sorry, seven male, twenty three female, and then the rest of them. I guess when they when they when they die, they're just like dumped in the water, like Neo does when he was you know rejected after taking the red pill. I, I'm assuming that that's what happens. That's no longer the case. Anomalies no longer exist. That's very interesting. That's very interesting. So. Let's take a look at the prime program as a process. And then this is the last piece here. The prime program can also be defined as the process used by the machines to stabilize the matrix and reboot it every 100 years. It consists of a set of rules to be carried out to achieve those goals. It initiates when the matrix begins to suffer a high amount of destabilization because of the 1% anomaly within it. Anomalies are the are the are the humans that reject the program. So this is the process. The process works as follows. When the stability has grown dangerously enough, the machines randomly select a human to give him a special code, capital special capital code, that ties together that 1% anomaly of the matrix to the human carrying said code. Thus, this human is considered an integral or integral anomaly. He or she is, in essence, the sum of all the anomalies within the matrix. The role of this human, known as the one to those liberated humans believing the prophecy, is to reach the source. The source is the machine mainframe. And with that, they're carrying this integral anomaly to begin its dissemination, thus eliminating this 1% rejection. After this, the matrix must be rebooted to stabilize it and along with it, reinstall the prime program, that is, the process described above, to assure that the next 1% rejection can be controlled and disseminated when the time comes, therefore giving it another 100 years of stability. I hope that made sense. So in order for this human to reach the source, give his code and receive the help of the liberated humans to achieve both goals, although these goals aren't known, neither by these humans nor by the one, as they instead think that they will end the war and save Zion, which is crazy, that's a form of control, certain control measures are executed. Here are a few. The concept of the prophecy 
is invented, claiming that a special being, a messiah, a chosen one, will destroy the matrix and liberate the human race from its matrix enslavement, along with ending the war against the machines and thus saving Zion from its destruction. And to make this claim believable, this random human is not only granted with the code carrying the integral anomaly, but also with a connection to the source, which gives him or her a vast array of special abilities that no other has. Hence, that's why, you know, there are things that Morpheus couldn't do, even though, you know, he was a veteran in this thing, that Neo could do. You remember when he just resuscitated the heart of, of, uh, of Trinity and when he, you know, he said it again, where, you know, eventually... Um, he asked. He asked um, Morpheus. So you're saying that I can dodge bullets? And then Neo uh, Morpheus says, "I'm trying to tell you that eventually you won't have to, or something like that." You know, like and and that's just like, oh wow, you need to tell me. And and that's where we're at, right? Or when he gets um, shot up by Agent Smith at the end of the first installment, and you know he resurrects. You know, like that. That's just. Those are the things that can't be done by other humans connected to the matrix. Okay, so, but here's the thing though. To make this claim believable, the random human is not only granted, um, uh, I think I missed a part here. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, okay, okay. Yeah, to make this claim believable, this random human is not granted, is not only granted with the code carrying the integral anomaly, okay, so we read that part, but also with a connection to the source which gives him or her a vast array of special abilities that no other has. Special programs are also created to help him in his journey to the source. Y'all remember the keymaker? Well, that's one of them. The keymaker being one of them that helps him enter the door to the architect chamber each time the matrix must be rebooted. That's one of them. Here's another one. The Oracle itself guides the one towards the source, making him believe he will save humanity. Another feature or control system of the Prime program consists in giving special emphasis to the one feeling and believing, or sorry, feeling and becoming attached to humanity during his journey or path in order for him or her to truly believe he or she is the one and being fond of humanity, therefore not wishing to let humanity die, thus choosing to go to the source and stabilize the matrix and therefore doing what the machines want him or her to do. This is a long sentence, which stabilizes and continues the enslavement of humanity, but saves them from the cataclysmic crash that would kill all humans. Now, according to the architect, this attachment to humanity feature of the one is purposely designed and implemented, implying that along or within the code the one carries, it also carries this programming that makes him or her feeling attached to humanity. Wow, that's crazy. So this, in a sense, is all just about control, and that control was broken after Neo brokered a deal with the ex machina uh the deuce ex machina baby face baby face machine right we just call him baby face now the baby face matrix because that's that's what happens neo says no i'm not going to reinsert myself in the sorry in the traditional way i'm going to reinsert myself in my way and i think that that's also when uh, at the end where he says you know you know my name is is neo that's that's what he does right where he's like uh no no he says i choose because i choose to he's like 
why won't you die or something like that. That's what Agent Smith says. And he says, because I choose to. He chose to die the way that he wanted to die, if that makes sense. And the way that that happens, and we're probably going to read, uh, read that one too. I think we have to now at this point, because now we're just invested, is he not only uh, kills Agent Smith, right? Because the Deuce Ex Machina is like, yo, listen, Agent Smith is a problem. And, and Neo says that. And that's when the, 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 the baby face machine says, we don't need you, but you kind of do because Agent Smith has become this virus that you can't control. And so what, what Neo ends up doing is he ends up allowing himself to be copied by um, Agent Smith. But what Agent Smith doesn't realize is that Neo is connected to the source. So in essence, Agent Smith, who's trying to avoid going back to the source for deletion anyway, is connected to Neo, who's now connected to the source. So Neo, um, in a sense, not only kills Agent Smith, because now Agent Smith is directly linked to the source through Neo, so that problem is solved, but Neo himself is reinserted. But remember, he's reinserted and he kills the code of rejection without having to eliminate the majority of Zion all over again. And I think that's the key. So Neo dies, which is why, guys, which is why at the very end of, of, um, of uh, which, which one is it, guys? Guys, help me out here. I think it's the third one, right? When they're fighting, where, yes, it's got to be the third one. Yeah, where, um, oh, what's, what's the, 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 girl, the girl software? Um, the Indian girl, Pranitha, right? I can't remember her name, but she uh, is on the floor like she's dead and then everything gets rebooted. And you guys remember the cat that um, is is uh, that uh, from the first one when, when a deja vu moment happens, that's because something shifts in the matrix. So we see the cat also in the third installment in the last scene. And so everything gets redone. Everything is beautiful again. But the way that everything is redone is not because Zion is destroyed. It's because... Um, uh, it's because Neo only is destroyed. Does that make sense? So let's let's back it up. When he if he reinserts himself into the matrix, what that means is that Zion has to be destroyed. Zion is destroyed, but the people seven and twenty three are saved, and out of those, they're rebuilding Zion all over again. But the essence is Zion is destroyed, so that the rest of humanity isn't. Remember, the rest of humanity is connected to the matrix. Zion is reality. So reality is shattered, Matrix is saved. Neo's like, no, we're going to not just save Zion, but we're also going to save humanity. We're going to save those plugged into the Matrix who don't realize that it's not real. And we're also going to save those who, who understood and are unplugged and realized, man, this is reality. Not the Matrix, but, you know, real. Real is real. <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's it. I hope that that was helpful. So remember, there's a difference between the Prime program and the reloading of the Matrix. They happen almost simultaneously, right? The prime program needs to be reinserted. And after it's reinserted properly, then the architect reloads the matrix so that it can have 100% ex well, well, it reloads the matrix after there's 100% acceptance, right? Um, and so that didn't happen, right? He had to reload it after Neo makes a deal with the babyface machine so that uh, Zion is still alive. Zion is still there. Zion wins in a sense. Um, and the human race that's still connected is still there. So when reloading, everybody's still in place, except for Neo himself. 
So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how this fourth matrix plays out. Um, yeah, because I, I, um, I thought that, you know, the trilogy ended well after, you know, understanding theories and under, um, and breakdowns like these figured there's nothing else to really do, but to just kind of take it all in after, you know, decades later of, of this whole, this whole thing. It's been what, uh, it's been about maybe 20, what, 20, 21 years now, I think, something like that. So anyway, guys, that's it for this, this episode. Let me know if you want to hear more about this. I know this is kind of a lengthy one, but if you want to understand more about The Matrix, my favorite movie, uh, let me know. And if I don't hear from you guys, I mean, I'm just probably just going to do it anyway, right? So this is, though, an interesting part where even in just talking this out, I didn't even think about the antihero's journey that Neo goes through because of not accepting the path after knowing his purpose, knowing what he's supposed to do, but making the selfish decision and then going through the hero's journey and still ending up back in the same place. But he ends up back in the same place on his terms. Crazy. All right, guys, that's it. Hope you enjoyed. And um, I want to say I'll catch you on the next one, whenever the next one will be. So we'll catch you on the next one, whenever the next one will be.